This is the Casually Molly Podcast. in life if you look for it your privileges are handed out there's some just squander the wealth i'm talking about isn't dead press dough it's currency not gave from goals 200 dollars that if you space the wrong pace to chase past mediterranean the park place all clean see what i mean yeah it ain't really green our own trees are even in slot machines there's so many taken for granted examples of affluence usually s to the usual cut we used to look down our nose at nature's computers We ain't choose it, don't deny media lies We even pursue it, now don't take this verse is me attacking you, a lot of us just do what we feel we have to do Ain't nothing wrong chasing paper, but have an end goal Check your savings account, but then account for your soul Alright, welcome back to the Casually Molly Podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. The song that you just heard is called Better Sunrise. It is by Super Jazz from Same Difference Music and can be found on all streaming services. Welcome back again to the podcast. This is our first episode of Season 4, a premiere podcast with some new formatting. And what better person to ring in our new season than my good friend and fellow comedian, Adam Parker. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm very good it. at making people feel welcome. <laughs> you are. The first thing you said to me when I came here was, you look great. You do. That's the first thing you said. You and do. That made me stand up straighter and feel better. See, I'm so happy. That's great. Um, I love Adam. I think he is just hilarious. Now, I always talk about when I first met my guests, but I don't... Do you remember the first day we met at all or when we did? Not at all. Um, all. And it's not at all uh, dig on you. Exactly. I just don't remember because I can't remember... And we'll, I know we won't get into this too, but when I started, I started in St. Louis a little over a year ago, but that's not when I first started comedy. But I can't remember if I first met you when I like came back and started doing it in St. Louis or if I met you like a couple years ago whenever I was doing comedy somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was at the improv shop. I, I don't know. So I so Adam, you can't see his face right now, but he used to have this like big bushy beard. I did. And I remembered you as that guy. You had the big bushy beard, but I remember you were super nice and you did those roofing jokes, the um, yeah. the rotor, the roofer guy, yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. explain that a little bit to us. Oh, it's just I well, so, okay. Well, I started comedy in Springfield. Yeah, and that's where these that I first wrote those jokes about this commercial I heard, which was just this old guy. It was a roofing company, <laughs> and this old guy would just get on there and mo- mostly just rant about politics and stuff, and then he'd be like, "So call us a Delta roof." Like he would he wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, and so I just thought they were hilarious, and I started writing a bunch of funny. They're really well done. I think there there's good punctuation with them, and it's 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 definitely relatable to people. Even though I've never been to Springfield because I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, I you know people like that. Like there used to be somebody in, or maybe there still is, and he was in Cincinnati at a furniture company. Yeah, and it was Bob's Furniture or whatever. And yeah. like people all the time used to make jokes about like these corny commercials that people have just to like make money. So I. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every town has their version of that. So exactly. they've, they've worked other places too, which which made me feel better. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I it, ex- right because we did a show where I think it really hit well. Was we did that um, shout out to Corey Stewart. She's another fellow comedian, kind yeah. of newer to the St. Louis comedy scene. 
but she does an independently produced show over at Schmitty's Sunset Inn over the bridge in Illinois. Yes. And Adam and I were on that show and it was, you know, it was interesting because, you know, we're in this small town, all the attention is on us. Like we're just in like this corner of the bar, but what's kind of cool is the effect and the attention span that these people have, like they were in it to win it in this Look, audience. I okay. When I first went to that show, yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into because yeah. I know Corey and I like Corey, and she yeah. wants me to do the show. I'm like, great, sure. So we're dri- I'm driving out. It's like 45 minute drive, you know, not that far, but I'm over the bridge. I'm in like Podunk, Illinois, and then my GPS says, you know, I've got 0.3 miles to get there, and I'm in the middle of a neighborhood. And I'm like, there's no way there's a bar here. I must have put in the wrong address. And I turn, and I get out of the neighborhood, and there's just a big cornfield. And then over to my right, there's a lonely four-walled building mm-hmm. in a cornfield. And I thought, oh, shit. This is it. <laughs> what did I say yes to? Right. Right? I had no idea. And I walk in, and you're right. Every, it, the place was packed. It was a, It was way, first of all, I don't, this is just my own bias, it was way more diverse than I thought it was going to be as uh, far as no, age, I agree. ethnicity, just a bunch of different kinds of people all in the bar. I got worried too because I was like, oh wow, like this is going to be interesting, you know, like I've got some very citified jokes here. I don't know how this Well, I was like, be. I have racial jokes. Yeah. And <laughs> I always get nervous doing any of my racial material in smaller towns with all Agreed. white audiences. It just yeah. makes me feel like it's starting to be a rally and I don't like that. People yeah. don't get the, the satire. And speaking of race, uh, shout out to our other friend who's a comedian, Chad Wallace. He was basically the headliner at the end. Yeah, he did. And he yeah. was like the one black guy in this mm-hmm. small town. Killed it. He killed. I, like, yeah. I drove Chad to there and we were laughing so hard because we're going to the car and you see like these three white guys just following us and I'm like, Chad, get in the car, get in the car. <laughs> like, 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 and they're like, Chad, Chad Wallace, we fucking loved you, man. So I was oh, like, oh, hey, you've that. got some fans. So you Chad's need to turn killer. back around. I love watching Chad. We love you, Chad. You're the best. He's Chad. got this hilarious joke. I won't say it on here just because I don't want to burn people's jokes. Sure, sure, sure. But he's got this hilarious joke about like uh, homeless people and then like come and try and like solicit money from you and he compares it to like Super Mario Brothers. It's so fucking funny. Oh my God. It's so funny. I know exactly jokes. what you're talking about. It's, I don't know. I laughed so hard when he said that. Well, if you want to see Chad perform, I don't know his schedule. However, <laughs> he's, he's great. <laughs> but he's great. He does host a heavy anchor mic over at the heavy anchor. It's a comedy open mic. It's every Monday night. Signups are at 9, 9, 30, 9, 9.30, I think. 9, 9.30, yeah. and then the show starts at 10. And even yeah. if you run a little bit late, like sometimes I go to the improv shop beforehand, and then I go to the heavy anchor later, and I just tell Chad I want to be on the list. He's pretty flexible. Yeah, and he'll usually get you up at the end, yeah. Exactly. She'll you just go up at the end, night. shout out to Josh and Jody, get to hang out with them. Yeah. But yeah, Adam's great people. He Aww. always is like, yeah, I don't, I'm not just saying this because he's here. You're very <laughs> cool to be around. I really like you. So you talked about a little bit, what we always talk about with our guests, depending on what genre of entertainment or industry they're in. You started in Springfield doing comedy. Tell us a little bit how you ended up in the St. Louis comedy scene. Mm. Okay, in the St. Louis comedy scene. So I started like probably four, four and a half years ago Mm -hmm. doing stand-up. I did my first open mic in Springfield at at the Skinny Improv, which is like an improv thing there they used to have it's mostly improv comedy but they had like a once a month open mic yeah I did my first open mic there maybe that was like five or six years ago and Mm -hmm. I loved it and then I didn't do anything for like a year and then I did another open mic somewhere and then I didn't do anything for like a year and it just kept taking me a long time to get started so I finally jumped into it did it for about a year and some change maybe a year and a half 
and then I uh, got divorced. So I was married at the time. Right. So I got divorced, and I kept doing comedy, and I moved out and uh, moved out of my apartment, and moved in with some friends, and kept doing stand up and yada yada. And then I uh, I was applying for jobs, right? Which you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I also lost my job. I was divorced. I lost my job. I lost my place. It was just one of those, you know, one of those times. Those and times. that does happen, even happens. when you're trying to pursue your passion. Sometimes. Real life does get in the way of that, yeah. and so you know. But you gotta you gotta handle some shit first sometimes before, and that way when you want to pursue certain things, then you're in a position where you feel like you can. So, Absolutely, yeah. and so I kind of took some. I got a job here in St. Louis. I only knew one other person in St. Louis, and I. But I moved up here. I got a job. Uh, I, I had applied to Springfield and St. Louis, and only people in St. Louis accepted me. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I guess I'm moving to St. Louis. And I wanted to come up here and do comedy anyway because I knew some people. Well, I guess I knew more than one person, but I knew a couple comedians too. And so I was like, oh, I know some people in the comedy scene. I've done a couple shows in St. Louis. This will be cool. So I move here, but then I'm getting a place, getting settled, getting used to my job. And I just start taking some breaks, taking some breaks. And before I know it, that ends up being like a two-year break. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, once I was out for a few months, I started getting anxious and thinking, well, nobody wants me to start here anyway. And then I, I just got in my head. I got real anxious about it for a long time. It happens. So yeah. for like two years, I didn't do it, but I kept... Like I kept making notes in my phone about like bit ideas and stuff yeah, for two years, right? Absolutely. So that was the thing. Is finally after I just I just had a, I just had a lot of stuff in my head about why people in St. Louis wouldn't want me to be part of the scene. It just was all in my head, right? And I finally just had talked to several friends and was like, I need to just get over this. I can't stop thinking about it. And I mean, yeah. I've got to try stand up again. So about a year and I think it was in maybe June of last year, I did my first open mic coming back where and, was it uh, the very first one well I went to the funny bone and signed up a couple times before getting on sure so that was my first like foray into mm -hmm. just the scene just seeing sure. people meeting people yeah um, and then my first I think the first time I actually got on stage was at the improv shop yeah and then the second time was at the laugh lounge mm -hmm. so those were my two first experiences coming back into it and actually, it was nice because I did all my old material at the lap or at the uh, improv shop. And Rafe, like a week later, was like, "Do you want to be on the showcase?" Because he could tell that I had yeah. like, written it wasn't I wasn't brand new. And I was like, "Yeah." So I like I booked the showcase probably before I should have because I was still really nervous. That's back okay. Into it. Rafe Williams is a good guy. Oh, I really I talked to him a bunch just because like you know he's like leading a mic and I'm listening. But like yeah. he's definitely somebody who I would consider who kind of has a good intuition about where somebody is and like who fits well on a show. He's like, he and Bobby do really well at kind of putting people who work together really well on showcases. So yeah. um, if you don't even ask me, who were you with on your showcase? My showcase, so J.C. Sabala hosted. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, this guy Jason Melton from Chicago went. Cool. He was very funny. And then I went, and then uh, Sean O'Brien closed oh, it. And um, Sean O'Brien yeah. is the best. Shout out to Sean. I love him. It was him. a really killer show. <laughs> I was definitely the weak link at the show. It was one of those shows, you know, where, like, everybody's doing great, and I did kind of okay. But to be honest, that, that show went... I was I was still kind of like oh this is my first show back I'm gonna get I was getting kind of defensive like with the audience because <laughs> I just wanted to prove myself you know mm -hmm. and it ended up not going that great but but it was a good time to get back in and then really be like okay I need to figure myself out to get on stage sure. so that was like yeah a year and something to go year and a few months and yeah I just started finding out more mics and hitting everything up and meeting new people and. Maybe re-meeting. I don't know if we were, maybe we re-met. Maybe, know. you know, and that, know. but that's okay. I feel like, you know, when you're kindred spirits, like we are, we're just like, you know what? Yeah. Like 
No, I think that's kind of cool that we don't care when we met, just as long as we're friends and we're happy. It's well, great. I feel yeah. like <laughs> if it was the first, I kind of, maybe it's because you, okay, you always make, at least me, and I think a lot of people around you feel super welcomed. Oh, and thanks, Adam. <laughs> like, you're just, I'm serious. Like, whenever I show up at a mic and you're there, it's just like, oh, good, Molly's here. Oh, like, thank it you. It really is just, you're just like a ray of sunshine. So I think the first time I met you, you almost made me feel like we had met before. Really? Which maybe we did. Wait a second. Hold on. We just Whoa. had an epiphany, guys. This is adorable. He just snapped and pointed. So that means he remembers something. Before I started, before I came back, I came to watch a show. Yeah. Before I went to my first open mic, I came to watch a show. And it was a show at some outdoor bar on Washington. And you opened. And Bobby Oh, hosted. my God. That was one of my first shows. That was with, so I can... I'm so sorry. I can never say Andy's last name. It's like Kulowski. He was the former manager okay, yeah. over at Helium. He does this uh, company called Top Feature Comedy. And that was the first show they did. Rest in peace. It was called the Bronson House. Bronson House. And that, yeah, it was a really great cool lineup. Yeah, so it was yeah, great. Was it? It, was, it was Bobby Me. hosted. You opened. Um, yeah, and then Tina was the headliner. Tina. And then um, Kenny there, Kynes was there too, wasn't Kenny he? Kenny Kynes. There was somebody else. I feel like, ooh, sorry if I don't remember. I'm so sorry. I, I but yeah, it was that was a really that was a really fun lineup actually. That and may that have been the first turnout. time that I ever met or ever saw you. Yes. And then I think we met at the Improv Shop. A because bit later. Yale was there. Shout out to Yale Hollander. I feel like I do shots to Yale literally on every episode. <laughs> I do. I'm like Yale. I um no I um. He was reviewing for the St. Louis like independent comedy. Oh, so yeah, he yeah. was there with his notebook and like his cigar or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. were there though. That's I was, right. but I was just by myself in a corner yeah. and I, I knew Bobby. I knew mm-hmm. Bobby's the only person that I really yeah. knew. So I went up and I I was like, Hey man, it's been a long time and mm-hmm. he like hugged me and he was just like like we hadn't Oh, but Bobby's like, had like good people. We hadn't yeah. talked in like three years and he was just like, What's up, dude? Like yeah. he was so happy to see. So, uh, but yeah, that was the first, I think that might have been the first time I ever saw you. And yes. then I talked to you maybe two weeks after the improv shop and I just said, hey, you did really great Yes, that show. I this think that is was all it. coming back to me Wow, now. I yes. really was, I was kind of racking my brain before I came here. I'm like, I don't know the first time I met Molly. And That's we just okay. figured it out real time. It's, well, I, that it's was beautiful. a, it was also like 90 degrees outside. It when was, that was hot. A, yeah. And we all, I don't know what was up with our lineup, but we all decided it would be a good idea to wear long sleeve flannels. So like Bobby <laughs> was in one, Tina was was in a long sleeve jacket. I was in a long sleeve shirt that I tied and made it look like a Mariah Carey music video. It's fine. Oh, and then <laughs> Kenny also had long sleeves. Like, I don't know what we were. Oh, yeah. And then shout out to Carly Lawrence. Love you, girl. She also came with her dog, Barb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was in a sweatshirt. Like, we didn't know what we were hmm. thinking. That is, and uh, so, yeah. And, yeah, it was weird. Andy's like, you get a free drink at the bar. I was like, oh, thank God, because this is how I'm going to get through. Because <laughs> I'm dying right now. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. After my 10 minutes were done, my girlfriend's like, are you all right? I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just like a little sweaty. It's fine. Don't mind me. <laughs> But uh, that's great that you remember that. I'm so what glad you came. Serendipity. Yeah, what a beautiful awesome. I know. That was a fun show. That was actually one of my first shows in St. Louis. And I was like so grateful too. I was like, oh my God, yay. I'm so excited. Yay. But um, enough about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's talk about, before we get into our casual topic for today, Okay. we're doing a new question that we're going to ask our guests that are on every episode of season four. And it is called, what have you casually streamed lately? So we talk about, because we're fancy, streaming. Because, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know. My boyfriend still has DVDs and whatnot. So on occasion, we will pop in a DVD. I have, like, DVDs under my table. Yeah. TV, too. I have, like, the stack. I was in the middle of collecting them at one point because it was, like, a sign of coolness. The yes. One DVD you had. I stopped at some point. But, yeah, I have, like, a couple little rows of 
my favorite see movies. so does jimmy underneath his bedroom tv he's yeah. got like these things so he's like babe if you want to like watch some like one time we did pop in pineapple express oh, perfect. <laughs> see? we got we went back to like old school and then my parents still keep like our old vhs tapes too oh, it's yeah. like we got one of those classic that like it's a dvd and a vhs and, a VCR, yeah. and that was a huge deal when we got that for christmas my mom was like this is a gift to the family. We're going to watch. So, like, there's still, if anybody feels like coming home with me for the holidays and watching me and my dance recitals, not to be creepy, but it's definitely possible. Just we'll have to, I don't know if they're rewound or anything. I have all my old band concerts from whenever I was in high school, too. My mom has all those. See, I feel better. So yeah. We've watched those before. It's, it's like, I'm like, what is going on? Uh, oh, by the man. way, metal rock band, not like school band. I just want to make sure that I'm like... <laughs> You know, I, I want to make sure it. that my reputation is, is hell. I was I was in the marching band for like one semester, but all my stuff that's recorded, I was in an intense metal band. Oh, that's I like that. It was badass. My mom has a spirit cheer I did in high school on some <laughs> kind of like because Ursula was so cute because I went to an all girls high school. They were like, here's a DVD that you can buy, and it's legit. Like they're like menu. Spirit Oh, cheer. yeah, nice. <laughs> like, Somebody took the time to actually, like, cut it up I don't know what company it. they hired. And it was only 10 bucks oh. to buy this DVD. So it was That's like, I was like, it's cut, right? I, my mom was like, this is kind of fancy. For, yeah. But yeah, there's, like, me doing a spirit cheer. And I'm like, go class 2009. <laughs> 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 like, but, uh, well, what we do now, obviously, I don't have cable. So I stream everything. Mm. I've got Hulu. i got Netflix. So, Adam, what is something that you've streamed lately that you liked? It can be anything you want. It could be a TV show, a movie, a YouTube clip, whatever you think works best for you that you want to talk about. Feel free to share it with our audience. Yeah, the first thing that popped in my head when you said that was I just started watching on HBO The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I hear that's really good. Yeah. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Danny McBride and then... Adam Devine plays his brother. John Goodman plays his dad, and and then I don't remember the, the he has a sister. I don't know the her name though. Uh, and then there's like a, some more people in the cast, but the whole thing is they're just like these pastors of this big mega church down 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 south, and it is so I don't know. It's really funny for me because I grew up churched, so I grew up in like evangelical like ex- whatever. What's the word? Not like it wasn't like Catholic. It was it was it was like. We had like bands and like sure. it was trying to be cool and like hit, yeah, you know, like I know that, what you're talking about, you know, like, like those the, like kind of warehouse churches. Is that what yeah, you're it was. About? I mean, the church building we were in was was kind of like old, but we were we were trying to be like a mega church, but we were not big enough to be a mega church. I got so we were what in a you tiny mean. town, so it was all like hip and cool, and we had like cool songs. And I like, like that guitars though. and stuff. That's kind of fun. So I grew up in that, so the whole thing kind of looks at that culture a lot, which is really really funny to me, and it was a pretty pretty decent job. Um, but the writing's really good too. It's very funny, and it's like kind of written in this weird. They have like a cool mystery, like you know, you want to watch the next episode, cliffhangers and stuff. I don't know. It's really fun. That's the most recent thing. I just it's like th- three episodes out right now. I'm gonna look at this. So yeah, what? if you, you can guys, have HBO, it's oh. on HBO. So it's on like I watch it on HBO Go or See, whatever their streaming thing is. Jimmy, I think has a password through his brother. So we were on HBO Go the other day, and ooh, which kind of reminds me, this is gonna be what we're gonna talk about in a second. Ah. Um. So if you guys want to stream Righteous, the right, was it? The Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones, yeah. HBO Go, find a friend. If you don't have it, just stream it. It I sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I've actually heard a few. I think We Are Live. Um, they were talking about it, too, on their oh. podcast as well. So I feel like, uh, and I think Jimmy was also kind of talking about it. So it seems to be something that's kind of, just to, you know, only, you know, Jimmy and we are live are like the two credentials <laughs> that's here. It. No, that's like, that's no one else. They have uh, their fingers to the wind of culture. And they go, that's right. Where, and that's it. That's, that's what we're going. doing. 
<laughs> but it sounds really cool. I uh, it's funny. Speaking of HBO Go, I just watched The Big Sick. Yes, uh, I haven't seen it. It's on HBO now? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Or was it on Amazon Prime? I can't remember. Well, either on Amazon Prime or HBO Go. Again, grab a friend, either one, take a look. Um, Jimmy and I were looking for something because I was doing laundry because we had just come back from this float trip. So everything was insane. Everything's and like, gross and dirty. Oh, and my God. Money. I was like, I am never sleeping in a tent again. <laughs> I said, I can't take certain things anymore. And he's like laughing. So he's like, what do you want to stream? And I was like, I haven't seen The Big Sick. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it's about, it's about this guy. And it's a true story. They obviously, they're sure there's like Hollywood things that were added to it to make the story Hollywood, but um, basically this guy, fall, he's a comedian. And yeah, Kumail Nanjiani. Bo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bo Burnham is also in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the comedians that's in the lineup on the movie. And it's like, it's kind of cool. It's like in a club. It, it, it kind of throws, you know, <laughs> like some humor at being a comic and yeah. like trying to impress people to get into festivals. And it's, it's very relatable, especially if you're in the comedy world. And this girl's in the audience, and she's like, woohoo! And he, what's his name again? Kumail. Kumail. I can never say it correctly. That's my bad. Kumail <laughs> looks at her, and he's like, hey, you know, like, you're not really supposed to be heckling a comedian. And she's like, well, I wasn't heckling you. I was just giving you, like, a woohoo. And so they basically, it's very cute. They fall in love. They're very, ha like, you know, it's just, and it's all, like, the dysfunctions of relationships. He's an Uber driver. Right, so yeah. he tries to be like, you know, it's all right. If you don't want to be with me, we'll just see each other every two times I pick you up or something. <laughs> and, well, basically, they end up really liking, loving each other. But he comes from a really strict Palestinian family. Pakistani. Or Pakistani, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want him to be with somebody from Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But he's like, but I love this white woman. And it's uh, it's interesting to see that cultural like um, difference because one of his cousins, I guess, married a white woman and they had a baby together and everybody's kind of given him an outcast. Oh. And uh, I won't give too much away because I want people to see the movie, but... There's this really great scene that he does where his parents confront him about dating this girl. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we moved to America. Like, why am I following all these rules when you gave me such a good opportunity? Like, I'm so thankful to everything that you've given me. And just the way, you know, I know he's a comedian, but the way he delivered it, I was like, so, like, Jimmy's like, are you okay? I was like, it's just like, <laughs> it's so touching. Like, he's like so funny, but like so sweet at the same time. Like, it's great, but uh, the most important part why it's called The Big Sick is that she falls into a coma. Yeah. And basically it goes through how he meets her parents and she's in a coma and how he's dealing with it. There's a lot of things, again, I don't want to give too much away, but if you can stream The Big Sick, I would do it. Watch it with Caitlin. She'll I need love to watch it. it. Yeah, because that, uh, I, I mean, I've heard the story. I've heard him, I've liked him for a while. So I know the story and that's mostly like the coma thing is all real like mm -hmm. with his, his now wife. Yeah. And I know a lot about it. I just never seen the movie. And see it. It's it's it it's fantastically great. written. The execution of it is great. Yeah. The girl who plays his wife is hilarious. Okay. Like it's like, and it's just it's it's wonderful. You'll you'll absolutely love it. But if you want to casually scream, excuse me, casually stream the Big Sick and the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, those Can are you our casually recommendations. Scream? What? Can you casually scream? Is that a pop? You probably casually how do you, could how do you, scream. How do you scream casually? I don't know. Yeah. Like. I just, I don't know. I sometimes, I guess maybe if you, like, get stressed out, you're just like, ah! 
<laughs> that sounded. You, that, that's just, I think that was it. Because you looked very like I don't give a shit. But that scream was very bloody murder. That so, was really good. It's just like when like when Bongo Boy says some awkward things. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> have you talked about Bongo Boy on here? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Is he listening? Hey, yeah, no. Uh, we uh, there's there's always somebody that has to ask an inappropriate question. And that guy, uh, Bongo Boy. He's I know that's kind of an inside baseball comment, but uh, if you're ever basically if you ever dealt with somebody who doesn't know and uh, stop talking and participating that's that's your dude (laughs) he's a poster boy oh my god poster boy for that but uh what i wanted to talk about with adam we always get kind of recommendations too about what people want to casually hear about on this podcast and what i sent to adam and he thought it was great and i can't wait to hear what he's going to say about this because i actually i said to adam before we started recording i don't want to know anything until we record because i think that's going to make a better listening episode for everybody including ourselves today (laughs) agreed today's episode is called casually having a guilty pleasure Ooh. So, you know, I don't really know. That was honestly anonymously tipped. So I don't know who this is from. That's kind of cool. So Adam, when I when you got that list of things and you chose that, you're like that kind of stuck out to me. It what did. was on What was on your mind? Share this with us. Yeah. So that one stuck out. Yeah, because you sent me a list of I don't know, like ten topics yeah, on there. Ten or, or twelve. Yeah. And that whatever. one just for some reason stuck out to me because I don't, I don't think I quite know what a guilty pleasure. I, okay, obviously, I know what a guilty pleasure is, like, what you what you mean when you say that. But I don't know, like, why... Okay, you know, here, here's what I'm going to say. I don't know that anything should be a guilty pleasure because I don't think you should feel guilty about liking anything. I agree with that, yeah. I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I do understand it, but I don't think it's good. I think that if you like something, you should own that you like it. And who gives a shit if somebody else thinks you're stupid for liking it, you know? Right. Like, I don't... I don't know. I mean, you think about guilty pleasures. Some people, you know, it's like food or some people it's like a certain movie or a certain, ba- you know, like, like oh, yeah. I would never tell anybody, but I love Nickelback. Like, if you love Nickelback, fucking love Nickelback. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's so, it's weird. It's weird to, to feel guilty about your proclivity towards something, you know? I yeah. Don't know. And I think, I think the only reason that people feel guilty about it is because of, like, pressure from whatever friend group or whatever group that they want to be a part of is or is not accepting them, right? Yeah, I like, agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was honestly, I, I, okay, I told you this too the other night. I haven't really thought about this at all because I wanted this to be pretty spontaneous. Yeah, it you is know? casual, guys. <laughs> I wanted this to be as casual as possible. I love it. But Indeed. that was the first thought I had when I read that it's guilty pleasure. I was like, I don't know if like, I don't really get, not that I don't get it. I get it, but I don't, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like the idea of feeling guilty for enjoying something. I absolutely agree with you. I, you know, because I I definitely have a few. And I I mean, obviously, like food, movie shows. But I I feel like you're absolutely correct on that. Like, if you like something, just fucking like it. Like, I don't understand what the the guilt comes out of it. But I feel like society and people kind of throw that onto you. But I don't know. Like, for example, I... (laughs) And see, I'm laughing because I know what the response is going to be when I Ooh, say this. Okay. So I love watching The Real Housewives. There like, I go. just do. It's, like, such trash. I know that it is. Beautiful. Like, I know these ladies are trashy and ridiculous and, like, you know, like, they have so much money and, like, it's – but you – and it, basically what I love about – even just trashy reality TV in general, most of the time what people in reality TV are doing are just – 
arguing with each other and then going somewhere fancy to eat. Like, you know, like... That's every episode, you're right. And, right, but, like, you kind of feel at home because you're like, that's kind of my life. Like, I hate some people, but damn, do I love food at the same time. Like, so... That even, totally makes sense. It makes sense. And to me, and that's why when I do it, some what I did at... um. Not to like be like you know when I performed at the uh, Helium Comedy Contest, I am. Uh, we no, were in the really? same round we were. that night. We were yeah, in the same round. and there was these ladies in the front, and I was like, they get it because I was talking about. Basically, I won't go into the whole routine here, but I was talking about how I'm like, you know, my boyfriend's like, Molly, it's such trash. Like, why do you watch that? Like, I fucking hate these ladies. Like, obviously, Jimmy will let me watch whatever I want because it's my prerogative. <laughs> yeah, like, he doesn't care. He He's just like, not really my cup of tea. But he will give you shit about it. Exactly. That's point, yeah. Like, he's just like, I know you like it. You watch your Beverly Hills people or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I just, I don't know. I can't really relate. Like, he did watch one episode with me and was like, all right, we're good. Let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's put on a movie. Caitlin loves to watch Dance Moms. <laughs> And oh my I, God. This, I feel the same way about that as yeah. Jimmy does about whatever you're watching. Like, yeah. He, I just, I I watched half an episode with her. I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Like, no. there's some things I can watch that are stupid. I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this one. Sorry. It's, it's, yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, and I, it's, I mean, you know about it, but it's relationships. It's all give and take. Like, there's certain things. Like, he loves South Park. Uh-huh. I am not a fan of South Park. <laughs> However, I do watch on occasion, like if he's like, hey, there's a new episode, I just recorded it or something, I will watch this, but then he watches, like there was a, like again, Guilty Pleasures, binging on Netflix, I yeah. think is another one. There's, <laughs> speaking of casually streaming, it's so ridiculous. It's this movie called Secret Obsession. And is that the one with the girl from, from Disney Channel? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I saw the trailer for that. And I was like, this is really interesting. So we went to <laughs> a, um, I went, because, you know, my, for those of you, Adam knows this, but my boyfriend loves working on old cars. Yeah. And we went to, oh, gosh, what is it called? I can't even remember. But we went <laughs> to this small town, and it's, um, basically, they bring, everybody brings their old car that they've worked on and put things in. And Jimmy brought the Bronco he's working on. And you just go up and around the street multiple times showing off the work that you've done. And it is kind of cool. That sounds like the town I grew up in. Yeah, like that, exactly. That's what happened a lot, car shows and it, stuff. Yeah, but. and it's it's very cool in the sense that, you know, you see people put so much effort into, like, their their vehicles. Like, I can't believe, like, like I'm like, that was a piece of shit. And right. then now it looks like a whole new, like, I like it, you know? I know nothing about cars, but yeah. that still fascinates me. It still fascinates me. Yes, so Jimmy's absolutely. always like, I feel like I'm always dragging around. I'm like, no, everything's give and take. Because I know if I go to the show and we ride in the Bronco together, we're going to have to go home and I'm afraid to watch this movie by myself. So you're going to have to watch it <laughs> with me. And so we sit there. Isn't it about like a stalker or something? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, so that's what's so crazy about it. Basically, yeah, the girl from the Disney Channel, all grown up. She's actually super adorable. Like, you love her from the beginning. She's just like, it's your typical like lifetime movie. But Netflix is like, we're going to make our own movie. Sure. And I, I get it. Like, if I were her, I'd take the money, too. It's great. Like yeah, she, Absolutely, yeah. She's I never like, judge anybody for taking oh, no, a paycheck. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> and, like, the guy in it, he does a good job. And then the police, the detective, is the guy from the Allstate commercials. 
Oh, <laughs> the guy that played the president in 24? Yeah. The same guy? It's the same guy. He's like, that all light guy with stands. the deep voice? Yeah. Oh, he's all great, stands, yeah. too. Like, oh, he like actually is a pretty good actor. Like, I didn't yeah, even... He's good. Yeah, he's he, in like, yeah, he he's... was, like, rolling around with the gun and stuff. I was like, Jimmy, um, I need this guy in my life. Where is he? Like, this is great. But, yeah, basically, she wakes up in this hospital, and she has, like, no recollection or memory or anything and this guy's like, I'm your husband, and we live. Yeah, okay, I remember the trailer. And I'm like, yeah. this is, and so the thing is, like, Jimmy, I'm sure this happens, like, with you and Caitlin, too. Like, I'll be sitting there, and I'm, like, I'm eating up, like, every word. I'm like, this is so great. Like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> and Jimmy gets, like, he'll pretend at first. Like, he's like, oh, what trash, right? And then all of a sudden, he's like, how does she not know this? <laughs> you know, we are going up to the woods by ourselves with no service, like, this is obviously not her husband. Yeah, and then he's very good about, like, picking what's going to happen next. So he's like, yeah. I'm not going to give again too much away. But he was like, where are her parents? Like, he had, sure, he had yeah. to, like, kill them. And sure enough, like, it's it's in the beginning of the movie, so I'm not giving anything away. He The guy, like, killed her parents. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Like I love like murder mystery shows sure. and stuff, just because it's like, <laughs> you know what I crack up about too, when you watch murder mystery shows is like Forensic Files or something like uh-huh. that. These people are having like the worst day ever. They're obviously dead. Their families are <laughs> like much so worse sad. than dead, <laughs> right? And I'm like having my best life. Like, right. I'm, like, yeah, like true crime podcasts and stuff. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. And like, but I always that's what I always say. I'm like, it's my guilty pleasure. But I should probably just own it. Be like, fuck it. I like these shows. And if anybody doesn't want me to, <laughs> yes, like, I think you should. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is I mm-hmm. think you should own it. Whatever you like, because who cares? Like, who are you trying to impress by liking something yeah. that you don't like? I did that so much throughout high school and, and college. I just, I kept trying to figure out, like, the thing that people would think I would, I, I like my, you know how, like, on Facebook, when Facebook was kind of new, and you would you would go through and you would like all these things, and so it'd have, like, your favorite movies and your favorite yeah. music, and you would just put, like, cool movies and cool music in there, so people would go to your profile and, like, see, oh, this person's cool, they're, like, into, like whatever was cool back then, fucking Fight Club and, like, oh, yeah. listen to the modest... Ma- I don't even know what's cool. That's the thing. Well, you yeah, know, that kind who, of stuff, what, what right? was cool, guys? What I don't was? know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Tweet us. <laughs> that was what's cool. Tell me. <laughs> we need to know. But that was the thing is, like, you would... Everybody would, you know, curate their life. And you do it now, obviously, with, like, Instagram and whatever. You know, you take pictures of yeah. certain things. You, if you go to a... Like, if you go to a... Uh, like I don't know what's a cool band what's a cool oh there's there's actually a what's what's her name there's a girl that, that Caitlin likes uh, is it Billie Eilish no I'm gonna say everybody seems to everybody love her. loves her I don't I don't get it I'm not yeah, really topic. no offense do, that's a thing if you like Billie do you no of course yeah, do you exactly. and she's probably a very nice person yeah. I just don't understand the hype but I, that's, I agree she's just I like the new Avril Lavigne or Alanis Morissette she's sure. like oh she's like different whatever yeah that's fine you, we, we need one of those for every generation exactly but like what I can't remember it doesn't matter but, like, if you go to a cool concert of some cool person who's kind of underground, maybe indie and kind of neat, you, like, yeah. put that up, right? And you're like, oh, look at me. I went to this thing. But maybe you don't put up that you went and saw, like, the Backstreet Boys reunion tour or something. You know what I mean? On like Because, oh, you're afraid. Who cares? Oh, trust That's what me. I'm saying. 98 Degrees comes every year. And don't worry. My friends and I are going October 27th. Are you it's putting a, it on Instagram? Oh, I sure am. Okay, well, there you go. That's oh my what God. I'm saying. I'm Embrace owning it. it. Yes, own it. Own it. Right? Like, I remember, I used to do that with music a lot because I'm not good with music. I'm a musician. I play a lot of music, but I'm not, I've never been good at following music and, like, keeping up with cool bands 
and knowing what's in and what I'm supposed. I just oh, never been good at it. God no. So I grew up liking rock music and heavy music and like metal and and this stuff. And then I, as I got older, I started getting more into like funk and, and hip hop and, and things like that. But I still, if I hear like Stained, if I hear like an early Stained song, I fucking love it still. And I know it's probably just nostalgia. But I don't care anymore. Right. I know it's probably like, oh, this reminds me of high school whenever I was just, you know, chilling. But I don't care. I still yeah. like it. I'll listen to it. I'll sing all the words. The first two Creed albums, I'll sing all the words. I know all those songs. My guy, Creed, I haven't heard them in years. Yeah, I but know yeah, all those songs. They were big at the time that they were out. Well, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is everybody shits on Creed and Nickelback and, and stuff. They sold millions of albums. That's true. Who, they do have more money than me. <laughs> some of you people that are shitting on them bought their albums. That's true. That's, there's there's no way that's not true because everybody hates them now, but they sold albums to every like come on. Right. So I, yeah, I just I don't know. That was my yeah. Music is a big thing. I I like get that. that though because I still have on my Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. I think I got Spotify my senior year of college. I'm always pretty late though when it comes to these things. Like Me too. when I, don't I have here's the thing, I didn't have Instagram, and it's hard for people to believe that I'm such an avid Instagrammer. But I use Instagram a lot for like promotional things. So yeah. I'm like, oh, and like. Yeah, sometimes I'll share some cute photos of my friends and I to, like, give some variety. But mostly, like, if anybody goes to my Instagram now, they're like, oh, she just produced a play. Makes sense. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, oh, or she's doing, like, a show here. Because it's helpful. That's what I use. Everybody uses Instagram. Everybody uses Instagram stories. So I use it, too. Like, you have to, you know, I hate to say, like, you got to, like, get with the times. But, like, you... You got to go where the people are. You have to go where the people are. You can't be over, you know, on MySpace being like, hey, look at me. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I I, I think I looked up my MySpace once, and I was like, whoa, Molly, this is... Whoa, okay. Yeah, mine's still up. They're they're all still up somewhere. It's like, I had blonde hair, because I was in high school, and I had blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's like Jimmy was like, "You look great," and I was like, "Oh, do I though? I don't know. I don't know." But I, uh, why I bring this up is that when I didn't have Instagram at first, and I yeah, was, yeah. I was, I was actually against it. Like everybody's like, "Molly, you would, we would love to see what you're doing with your life," <laughs> and I was like, "I don't want anybody to know what I'm doing with my life." And then I got really drunk in Cincinnati at a bar. And my friend, Kendall Christensen, who I've known since I was three, she goes, come on, like, download download Instagram. And I was like, what if, and that's the thing. I was, like, speaking of validation and wanting people to accept you, I was like, what if no one follows me and, like, yeah, all of this? Yeah, that's Well, the within fear. the first hour, I got 200. So I was like, Well, you're Hi. winning. Yeah. I'm winning at, like, not saying that, you know, I was any popular. Then it took me a while to get some followers. It was just, like, more people from high school and college and stuff. But why I bring that up is I, I don't know. I just... I just, like, you know, I don't know. I just didn't feel, like, I didn't have Twitter for a long time either. I had Twitter, but I still rarely. I got it in, like, 2009, but I I think I had to do it for a class in college. <laughs> right. So I had to follow, like, the New York Times and stuff. And I had, I, so I've had it since then, so it looks like I've been on the cusp oh, of yeah. shit. But I haven't ever. Mine I, was I in 2017 to promote a play. And I think then, I have 75 yeah. followers on Twitter. Yeah, see, mine's, like, <laughs> maybe 130. But, yeah. like, compared to some people who have, like, 8.8K, I'm like, that's cool. But... I don't know. I feel like whatever. Some people use social media as their quote-unquote guilty pleasure. But I always say this, too. I know that sometimes people, like, overpost. But if they're overposting, like, good things or good things that have happened to people or articles, I don't mind as much. It's more when I have people starting to get, like, real dramatic on me on Facebook. And I'm like, all right. I was like, and I understand. I want to make sure everybody's clear because I know sometimes I get some shit for this because I have said before on Facebook in the past, I've been like, hey, you know, this needs to be cut down or something. And people are like, well, what is it your business? It's somebody else's page. Like, why do you care? Which is a fair, which is a fair argument. 
However, it's just my opinion that sometimes certain things on Facebook shouldn't be shared or like overshared, I guess. Does that I think make sense? That's, yeah, Do I you think get I, what I'm trying I think to I know say? what you're saying. I think that there are a lot of people who will put every issue and problem that they're having on a public forum for exactly. everyone to read and it's clear that they're just wanting people like they're wanting people to say like like oh I feel like shit today. I'm I'm so ugly. And they're just wanting people to be like, no, you're That's great. what I mean. You like, if you're having an actual and problem and you need people, like, I understand as a public forum, just like what you said, sure. the public will address your issue. I'm not, like, you know me, I am never going to personally attack anybody. Like, like especially if you're sad and you need people around you and you're reaching out like, hey, right. like, I, I am the first person. I won't comment on your post, but I will privately message you. Just I've to, done that before, too. And I'll be like, I hey. see somebody's needing something, you reach out. You're like, hey, look, I saw your... Things. Yeah, are you right? okay? Like, yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I just in the moment. I'm like, oh my God, we all have those moments where we're like, I don't know where to turn to. And I've been very depressed where I'm alone. And you reach out and you're like, yeah. there was one post I put out once that was like, you know, guys, because I had just moved back to St. Louis and I hadn't started comedy yet here. And I was very lost. And I was like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know if I did the right thing. Mm. And even though I didn't get comments underneath it, I got all of this positivity through my Facebook Messenger. Right. So I was like, that I understand. So that's why I'm not throwing shit at anybody because I've been that person. But it's just like what you said. It's when you know that people are doing it for the wrong reason. And we're just like right, 10 yeah. in a day. Yeah. And like, they're all different. And, and then like, at some point, there, there's just some people on my Facebook feed where I'm like, Look, you gotta like, you gotta take some kind of initiative here, <laughs> like, right? Like, if you're always like, I don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I, I agree with that too, and that's that's part of you know. And you can like, but the thing about you know, you can mute and block people. Well, that's now that. that Facebook has that unfollow tool, unfollow. which it didn't used to have. Yeah. Now you can, where if you feel like you don't want to hurt somebody personally by unfriending them, which right. was the one way you had to do things like. For me, I feel like, and this is crazy, we're talking about you know social media right now, but I feel like when you unfriend somebody, it's kind of like a huge deal now. Or it can like, be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, it's funny you bring that up. South Park. Yeah, <laughs> South a, Park. Had a really funny Facebook episode. It was several years ago, but they had a really funny episode where like, you know, the kids were on Facebook and then like their parents were joining and you know, Stan's dad was like, hey, I uh, saw you didn't accept my friend request yet. And he got like real <laughs> like absurd and stuff. But it's the same. Yes, it was like that whole, like we could be friends in real life. But then you send me a Facebook friend request or we're Facebook friends and I clean something happens or I don't comment on something or you do like I'm not good with etiquette, that kind of thing. Like, I don't know what's expected. What is Facebook etiquette? Everybody's got a different opinion about it. Yes. People are like, you didn't comment on my photo. And I'm like, was I supposed to? I liked it. Was that not enough? The first 10 people laughed at my comment and you just liked it. You ruined my laugh train. (laughs) Like that is a, yeah. Like what? I just. I'm just being honest. Like, <laughs> like, I, just I, like, I liked yeah. it. And like, here's the thing. Sometimes, like, I do love posts sometimes, but sometimes I don't know. I'm like doing something quick. And so I just want to show you my little support. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm going to give you a thumbs I'm up. I'm kind of a habitual, like li- I'll like and love a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I go same. through and I, I react in that way. I don't comment a lot, but I will like a lot of people's things and love a lot of people's things or laugh and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, there's some people that's just like, oh, so you didn't, you didn't like, that was funny. Or, yeah. Like, you know, like, what? And some people don't yeah. even use those emojis. Some of them still just use the like. Just like. Because they're yeah. like, this is too much for me to start laughing and loving. And I get it. Or like the angry emoji. This <laughs> is a, a side note is that I don't know what to do. Like if somebody talks about how somebody that they know just died. Oh. I don't know if I should like that or love that. or. That's actually. They need know, like a sympathy 
thing. They do, they do need a sympathy emoji. Now, with those, I usually use the love sign, and I'll tell you why. I've done that before, and I think mm -hmm. that's the right response, but I don't want to say, hey, I love that your mom died. I agree with that. I, I know it doesn't come off like that, but I feel like that. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, and I went through that same kind of thing, too, and it's crazy that you have to think about that, because yeah. I don't want people to, like... But I feel like now using that heart sign is kind of a way of showing people like, hey, I know your mom and your dad passed away, but I love you and I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. that's how I that's mm -hmm. how I mean it when I say because I I feel like I had a friend who had a parent pass away and she it was almost like very sweet how she was like, wow, like look at all the support that yeah. I I put up. And she's like, I hate that I had to put this on Facebook. And I told her I was like, but here's the thing, you had to put it up on Facebook because there was no other way. It's it's an easier way of saying like this passing happened to me, I'm going to be okay, I'm just not okay right now, yeah. on a public forum where you know the majority of people are friends with you. So yeah. that way you don't have to like individually call people or like keep repeating the story over and, yeah, and over again. Yeah, ripping that bandaid off again and again and yeah. again. Yeah, well, I mean, my mom's been in and out of the hospital the past like two or three years with different sicknesses yeah. and things. And I put stuff up just as an update for people. Sure. And letting people know. And yeah, you get lots of responses and it's an easy way to say, here's the, here's the thing just so everybody knows and here's where I'm at or here's where they're at. And then people can like it, they can love it, they can send you a message, they can contact my mom or they can contact the person or they can, yeah, yeah like that, it is, I, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, I agree, I with, agree with you and it's I just it's just easier. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, final thoughts on casually having guilty pleasure. Oh God, okay. Yeah, well, here's, and then we'll get into our last segment. Okay, here's the thing that I was just thinking as we were talking about this is, um, here's what I think the benefit, <laughs> after I say nobody should have a guilty pleasure, here's why I think people have guilty pleasures now. This is my own little theory. Okay. Right? Uh, sometimes things are more fun when you think you're breaking a rule. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's you know? so true. That's so deep. And so I wonder if part of having a guilty pleasure is just... The fact that you know that you maybe shouldn't be doing, for whatever reasons, whether they're self-imposed or externally, whatever, the fact that you kind of know you shouldn't be doing it makes you like it more. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a diet, like, and then you eat a piece of cake, the cake tastes better because you know you're not supposed to, especially if somebody's, like, like let's say you're reporting, you have, like, a physical trainer, and they're, yeah. like, they get, you know, and you got to tell them what you eat, and so then you can, like, cheat and keep it from them. Well, you're not hurting anybody, you're just hurting yourself if you're yeah. doing it. But, like... That's exciting. Whereas if nobody cares and you can eat whatever you want, you might not eat that piece of cake because it doesn't matter. It's not as exciting. So I wonder if like the guilty thing, because you know we all like to break. Everybody's got a little bit of. We that all do like to break the rules. Like I get it, rules. especially in, you know. So I wonder maybe okay. So I don't think you should have a guilty pleasure. I don't think you should feel guilty about things that you enjoy doing. Right. I think that's that's unhealthy. I'm gonna go on the record <laughs> saying <laughs> that I think it's unhealthy to feel guilty unless you're hurting people. Yeah, that's what I say. That's always the line. I feel There's like if caveat. you're hurting somebody, but if you're having a good time, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, you're an adult. You know, you can do what you want to do. Don't hurt people. Right. But you shouldn't feel guilty about your proclivity toward a certain type of music or a food or a certain TV show or movie or people or whatever, right, or an activity. But maybe it's not that bad to feel a little bit of guilt. I don't, okay. All right, here, here we go, okay. This is, <laughs> sometimes I can, I can ramble. When uh, Caitlin, just my girlfriend, for people that don't know, my girlfriend just moved uh, away to go to college. Mm -hmm. So she's, she is, um, not living in, we're not living in the same city now. Right. And this is a couple years into the relationship. Sure. Our first time being long distance. So, uh, when she's around, I can do whatever I want. doesn't matter. She doesn't tell me I can and can't do stuff. Who right. cares, right? Um, but, like, when she moved away, like, the first thing I did was I went and I got a bunch of junk food. 
and I went to my house and I, I skipped open mics. I think it was a Monday. And I skipped open mics and I sat at my house and I watched a bunch of stupid movies and ate a bunch of junk food and just fell asleep on the couch. And I felt like I was breaking a rule. There was no rule in place. I'm an adult. I'm a 32-year-old man. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. She's never told me I can't eat anything. I can't do anything. It doesn't right. matter. But it was like this weird sub, like subliminal thing of like, it just felt kind of fun. I felt like I was doing it. And then like two days into it, I was like, okay, I got to like get my shit together. Because <laughs> I can't just sit and <laughs> eat junk food all the time and just sit on the couch and not do anything. But like there was something a little more exciting about it because I felt like I was doing like, oh, she's gone. I can do what I want to do. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's like, totally weird, but, but our minds think of it that way. So I think maybe that's being that's happening inside of a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's like like you feel guilty. It's almost like, oh, I like you like the show more because what if people found out that you watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, that could be weird. So it's more fun to watch it. And then like if somebody comes in, you like, you know, you're on your computer, you're like, shut the computer like you're watching porn. You're like, oh no, no, well, I wasn't doing anything. I was just uh <laughs> working on my spreadsheets, you know, like I don't know. No, I, I have that feeling because with my ex, now I will say Jimmy, like I said, I love Jimmy, you know, my boyfriend, Jimmy Day. I love Jimmy too. He's great. He does, he gives two shits. Like he's probably one of the most relaxed people I know. Yeah. Because I'll be watching like, like total shit and he's just like, like I said, not really my thing, but if it makes you happy, we'll do it. Like we did 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> which is like. I've, 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 I've not seen it, but I'm aware. Oh, it's crazy. And Jimmy's like, I fucking hate these people. <laughs> like, and it's true. Like, you're like, you know, I, I make this joke where I'm like, you know, Trump's like, send them back or send them back. I'm like, have you seen the Americans on this show? Like, let's send, <laughs> let's send people away. <laughs> let's just send them away, away back wherever I can put them. We're sending them. the wrong people back. I know. There should be some people we should send away. I was like, because I was like, how can you ever just want to send away a human? And then I see the Americans on this show. I'm like, this is who's allowed to live in this country. Please send them away. I get it. And like Jimmy's it. dead. And I mean, I get where he's coming from. Like, speaking again, back to trashy reality TV. One of these, the man that was, there was this like old ass man. It's true. And he was like, there's some people who are using that um, 90 day visa, whatever that, or the year, I can't, I don't really know too much about it, but it's, uh, they're really in love and like, Mm -hmm. they really do want to be together. And I get it. And that makes sense. Yeah. But then there was like this old guy and he was with this girl who was 18 and Mm -hmm. like, he was treating her like her daughter, but they were having sex. And it's like, the whole thing is very, it's all twisted. It's all very twisted. And Jimmy's like, see, babe, that's why I can't, because I see that. And that just makes me upset because that Mm -hmm. guy is a pervert. And I don't like him. He's like, I don't care about age difference. He goes, but that guy's in the that wrong. That situation in particular. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like, and we're giving that a platform. And I, I, I get where he's coming from on that. That mm. that does, bo- I mean, and I, I respect him for that opinion because that would bother most people to sure. see that. Yeah. Um, but with my ex, like I, uh, that wasn't out yet. And I didn't watch as much trash or reality TV, but I was like 22 and he was 31 and it was there was a lot of different dynamics that were not good and i'm not saying like there are people who are 20 who are dating or you know 26 or dating people that are like 41 and they have very good relationships what i'm talking about is this guy he he was already an unstable person as it was mm-hmm. and like you know and a lot of that was taken out on me because i was yeah i was i was 22 and you know me i'm a very like bubbly person so yeah. i'm like oh it's fine. Like, we're going to get over this hump and it's going to be great. Very optimistic about exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I used to watch um, Desperate Housewives with, oh, yeah. like, and, like, it. you know what it was is I really kind of liked the satire of it and the writing. Like Yeah, it was kind of over the top on purpose. It was purpose. over the top on purpose. Like, the writers knew that they were like, sure, this is completely obscene. Yes. But what people... 
you know, because I feel like the term desperate housewives makes it sound like something like, you know, the real housewives or something like they were making fun of those type of people. My and I was wife's yeah. mom used to love it. It show. was just hilarious. Like, I'm like, that's true. There is a mom in a house like that. Like, yeah. and they would make fun of like they made fun of the mom who had her kid in all different activities. They made fun of the mom who wanted to look perfect and be in the apron and do the yeah. cooking that you had Ava Longoria and like, she was like the foreign one in the neighborhood and she was beautiful and all the women were jealous of her because she was gorgeous. You know, it was like, it was great. Like I, I loved how, at least in my opinion, I just really appreciated these writers. You could just tell we're having the time of their life. Yeah. Just like making fun of shit. Exactly. But here's the issue. And that's when I knew I wasn't in a good relationship. There was a lot of other things too. But one of the like the small things was that Anytime he would come into the room, like with Jimmy, I don't even care. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching Beverly Hills. Yeah, somebody just threw a wine glass at somebody and you're yeah. just going to have to deal with it. I would have to like shut the TV down because I knew that I was going to get a scolding yes. for watching something. Like, it's one thing just to not like it, but to scold me and me as a person. I have for been liking in a it. relationship like that. Yeah, where it's Where I horrible. was afraid to tell this person what I liked. Yeah. Or a certain thing, or if I liked a certain show. Yes, I've been in the exact same thing. I know what you're talking about, and that is the fucking worst. Right. And I'm like, I he'd be like, that. you're 22. Like, that's why you feel that way. Oh, I'm like, and he would pull that card. And he would pull that, like, yeah. you're just, and I was like, I don't think that's it at all, considering there's people who are, like, moms that are watching yeah, this show. Yeah, it's Like, I don't think my, it's that my, age. My, Caitlin is seven years younger than me. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I don't understand, like, that's why I told him, I was like, how does this have to do with, like, age difference yeah. or, like, my personality? Like, you know, it was yeah, like, like you yeah. Was, that's the thing is, is some people can't distinguish between what you like. You know what? That's part of it probably, too, is, like, can't distinguish between what you like and who you are. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, the guilty thing is, too, like, oh, people are going to think I'm bad. Like, yeah. he probably felt that in that relationship. If he's going to get mad at me or talk down to me or make me feel like shit because I like this thing, rather than just him being mature enough to be like, hey, you like a thing I don't like, whatever. That's what, and I think that was our problem, too, is I was always really afraid not to, like, get into my ex-relationship here. But <laughs> it, it relates what we're talking yeah, about. Does, yeah. I I always was so nervous to tell him things that I liked yeah. because he would belittle me. Like, yes. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go see a concert in a park. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, because you're so fancy and everything. Oh, I'm like, God. to go see a concert in a park? I was like, I'm not at the symphony. I'm literally in a park this on is the like ground. Sending, yeah, this is like... And it's free. Triggering me. <laughs> this is triggering me because I've had that exact conversation before. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do this. Oh, really? Like, that's a thing you're into? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. and you can't say anything back because you don't, I'm not that kind of person where I'm going to insult somebody for right. liking something. Like, here's the thing. Jimmy loves seeing, like, heavy metal rock. That's what they listen to in Foley. Like, yes, yeah, that was I, who I grew up with. That's the, And that's fine. I told him, I was like, I don't have anything. Like, we went to see Night Ranger over at Lake St. Louis with Andy <laughs> Hamilton. I knew none of their songs. Yeah, of okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm with people who are super fans. And yeah, I, yeah. it's just like relationships are give and take. I went to the tent where the beer was. I was like, hi. Oh, bourbon for $6? I was like, because they were out, they were like, we're out of Bud Light. So I was like, well, what what do you have? And of course, they have the $6 bourbon. Of course. Like, you know. We haven't run out of this. I was yeah. like... I'll have that. I was like, I'm from Ohio. Throw that at me. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> it but it was great. Because yeah. even though, and like, the people were around me, like, I told this girl next to me, I was like, look, I'm going to be honest. Not that I'm not enjoying myself, but I really just don't know the words to the song. And she's like, oh, girl, you do you. Like, if you just yeah. want to dance around. And it was fun because Andy Hamilton was having fun. Yeah. I was having a good time. 
Jimmy knew all the words. That's a sign of maturity, I think, like yeah. on your end. That's yeah. a sign of being, letting somebody enjoy something that they enjoy with, like, and just even if you don't enjoy it, like, like enjoying them having fun. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? Oh, like, yeah. like, uh, I, I keep, re- we're just talking about relationships. I keep bringing it back to But that, was, no, same. But like, this relates to our topic. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. 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 into salsa dancing. Oh, yeah. I can't. Salsa. I, I oh. cannot dance. Jimmy can't move. I know. Yeah, I don't have. I, mean, I have rhythm, but I just don't have the like oh, God, body. No. And I'm. I was. Awareness. I was on. I just have danced my whole life. So right. For so me, you, it's just different. Exactly. Yeah. So she loves to go salsa dancing, and maybe me ten years ago, I don't know if I would have been mature enough to just be like, "Cool, that's great." Like I think I would have had to shit on it a little bit because I was embarrassed. Right. Because I didn't know how to do it. Because right. I didn't. I wasn't secure enough in myself to like allow somebody to enjoy something that they want to enjoy right. without it reflecting on me somehow. Like it sure. was also selfish, right? So now, like in this, like I love her going. Like we've gone a couple times, but most of the time I'll go and we'll dance, and then she'll dance with other people, and I'll watch her, and then she'll dance with me. And then, she, and most of it's like every, like four songs she'll dance with me, and then the rest of it is her dance with other people. Yeah, because they're good, and I feel like, look, if you dance but with me the whole time, you're not gonna have fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're gonna just like watch me do nothing. Mm-hmm. If you want to have fun, go dance with somebody else. Yeah, I'll sit over here. There's these there's these Latino guys in the corner playing bongos and cowbells. I'll join in with them. And you you just guys, have a where good do time. you go salsa dancing? Viva, Club Viva. Yeah, that's yeah. the place. I've been there twice because I went there for my friend Julia when we my best friend Julia from college. Hey, Julia. Um, she was like, we had walked by the Central West End one day and we hear like this music and it's like fun. Yeah. So we just walked down just to like see what it was. Yeah. And yeah, for those of you who don't live in St. Louis, there's this cute little salsa club named Club Viva. Yeah. And you don't notice it at first because you have to go down these stairs to yep. get into the basement. And I remember we were juniors in college. We were all 21. So that's why they let us in. But that we were like, this is so fun. And Julia danced her whole life too. It's a blast. So it's so fun. We went and we what they did first, which was kind of cute, was they did like a class. So yes, you just yeah. to learn like the movements. Basic moves. So that way, yeah. if even if you're not a trained dancer, you can go in and have fun. And then it's kind of cool because, and this happens in a lot of salsa clubs. Like when I was in Europe, they did the same thing. It's like people who know how to do salsa dance with you. And it's, it's kind of cute because they're so into it. Yes, very. <laughs> like, every, and yeah. it's never anything, like, weird or sexual. Like, these guys, like, that's their culture. Yeah, they just It's growing up in that. It's like if you're on Dancing with the Stars. Like, it's just, like, that's just what they do. Like, one of the guys that I danced with, I believe, was gay. <laughs> like, right, and, yeah, they're just, like, really good, and they love dancing, and they're, they, like, have the moves, and it's, it's a very sensual dance. I couldn't do it, man. The first time I took a class there, and they started doing bachata, which is like a little more of like a sensual dance. Uh-huh. And this, like, the guy was showing us how to do it, and then we kept switching partners, which I hate switching partners. That oh is my not God. my Isn't culture. Like, I Whoa. don't do it. <laughs> the guy's supposed to lead, and I can't lead, so I'm just giving this person a terrible time. It's just not a good situation. It's just not a good situation. Yeah. But we switched partners, and we're learning bachata, and then he's like, "Okay, and then you want to do this, and then you want to put your leg here," and he starts like humping. This, yeah, and I was like, yeah. I just yeah. said to the lady, "I'm like, I have to go," and I just left, and I couldn't. I and couldn't it's just a anymore. culture thing. They don't do even no. Like Jimmy would feel the same way. Like it just they. But they, I love watching her do it. Yeah. And I love letting her enjoy herself. And what that's was that what I'm movie? Saying. Along came Polly with Jennifer Aniston and, and Ben Stiller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he watches her do the salsa dancing. I yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end it on. Like, if you have a guilty pleasure, don't feel guilty about it. Just Agreed. fucking do what you want to do and. 
be you. And also be in a mature relationship where the other person wants you to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also pair up with somebody who's, who's that way, too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And go to Club Viva. Do some salsa dancing. Sure, why not? Whatever. And, uh, yeah, if you like the Real Housewives, feel free to have a party with me sometime. <laughs> I am down for that. Uh, well, Adam, before you go, we do this cute little segment at the end of the uh, podcast here. Oh, it's real cute. Oh, I love cute. So uh, <laughs> wait till you hear how cute it is. It is called, ooh, 40 minutes. We don't want my timer on that. We want it on four minutes, and it is called the Casual Rumble. Mm. Basically, what we do is we casually rumble for four minutes on a timer about what we have given up on during the week. Sometimes it can be laundry or bills or, you know, your mortgage. I don't know. Whatever (laughs) works in your life. People, like... If there's something in the news you saw you didn't like, you can bring that up too. But basically, I'll, I'll start us out to kind of give us like something and give you some time to think. And then basically, our listeners know when the timer goes up, we will end the podcast. <laughs> Are okay. you ready? Sure. All right. <laughs> so, I have given up on shaving. <laughs> Like, I I, I will say I haven't given up on it, but I am annoyed by it, I guess. I guess that's casually annoyed. But I feel like every time I shave, I'm always, like, shaving again. Like, and I don't know if it's, like, an Italian thing, but I'm, like, every couple of days, I got to be, like, on the ball for it. I don't know. Maybe it's just my genetics, but... I'm just annoyed and giving up. Giving up on shaving. All right. I uh, this week it has to be this week. It could be any. Uh, just anything. in general, just, whatever. Okay. I feel like I've kind of I've given up on. Um, it, well, it kind of relates to our topic, but I've given up on trying to please people. Yeah. Like with with you know I'm still a very like accommodating person just by nature, but just giving up on trying to like please people with who I am. I just want to be myself, and then let the people that like me be around me. Absolutely. Is it too heavy for this one? No, it's okay, not at all. I think that's actually kind of <laughs> awesome. I, I I, also give up on pleasing people, so yeah. I, I totally understand that. Um, I've also given up on vacuuming. Uh, <laughs> I said two days in a row that I was going to, and I still haven't because I've just been busy. I don't know. I go from work, and then I have meetings in the afternoon, and then I go to open mics, and I just, I don't know. Haven't had a chance to vacuum. Maybe after this episode is recording, I will do it. <laughs> I've given up on being so, uh, well, I'm trying to, I, I haven't given up on this. Can I say what I want to give up on? Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. fine. Because I'm trying to give up on being so, like, uh, focused on um, having everything be the way that I need it to be in order to be comfortable. Like, at my, so so Caitlin came over and visited this weekend, and she yeah. got a dog, her new dog. Aww. And my house, I'm, I'm just keep my house pretty clean. Yeah. And the dog came over, and it was just fucked up to That's shit. dogs, yeah. And I just, I kind of loved it. I loved just the messiness. And when, when they left, I cleaned the house and I felt oh, great. sure. But like, just being in, just sitting in the mess, just being like, who cares? Like, this dog wants to snuggle and this dog sheds and he wants to like hug and I want to hug him too. And it's just, yeah. What kind of dog is it? Maybe a pointer. I love We're that. not sure. Maybe a lab, maybe a pointer, something that's like that. That's all right. As long as it's loved and it's fine, that's perfect by me. Exactly. Um, I've given up on this weather, too, and I say that because it's, like, really beautiful outside, but then I'm also, like, ready for fall, so I keep either putting on a tank top or I have to put on a jacket. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what my wardrobe is going to be, and especially when I go to work, like, I'll walk to work, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a heavy sweater, so i got to, like, rip everything up, so I'm, like, sweating by the time I go, but... Yeah, I guess, like, giving up on my body odor, too, because I don't <laughs> that know. That counts, too, yeah. Because, I don't know, throw that one in. I, like, spray myself. I'm like, oof, got to smell like cashmere. Give me one second. Right. <laughs> I've given up on, uh, oh, shit, I just thought of it. That's okay. What was it? 
You said you said what did you say? The weather? Yeah, the weather and the my weather body odor. And your body odor. What what did that remind me of? Oh man. That's all right. I've given up on on having a conscious like <laughs> regular stream of thought that makes sense to people. That's what I've given up on. That's all right. Conscious <sighs> thinking. All right, we got sure. 55 54 seconds here. Um, I've given up on, oh, keeping my car clean. I did, so we went on that float trip, and it was really dirty, so I did go to this uh, place on King's Highway, and I got it washed, and then I vacuumed it, and it's still a little dirty, but we'll get there. We'll get to where it needs to be. Yeah, I, I drive Uber, so I have to keep my car pretty clean. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, I will say, and you got a good parking spot. I got the, <laughs> the best parking spot in this place. I don't know, and that maybe that put me in a good mood. Between you telling me I looked good, and me getting this great parking spot, I think I was just skipping all the way down these stairs. Yes, I love it. He did. We did have to go down an elevator, so I got you. Uh, let's see here. I've given up on... Um, oh, yeah. I've got to, like, just uh, given... I mean, I keep saying this every week, but I've given up on laundry for sure. Because I keep you doing it, and then it just starts over yeah, again. Yeah, that is annoying, right? And is your laundry close to you? It's in my apartment. But, oh, you see, know, mine's, like, like, in another building. Oh, see, yeah, I get that because I used to go to this place called Tiny Bubbles. <laughs> I do laundry like once a month because it's so hard to do. It's hard. It's so that and then I never do any dry cleaning, though I probably Ugh, should. Who either. knows? Who, uh, who I don't does? get clothes that Fabrés. need to be dry cleaned. Fabrese. Yeah. No. Fabrese. I only use Fabrese. I love that. Well, that is all the time we have for today. We're going right. to end on Fabrese. Adam, before we go, um, do you have any shows coming up or do you like... Is there anywhere on social media that we can find you at all? Or do you just not want to be found? For <laughs> I prefer episode? no one find me after this. <laughs> you just bleep out my name this whole time so they don't know who I am. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. No, I have a, yeah, my Instagram, speaking of Instagram, is realadamparker. Um, my Twitter that I never am on, but sometimes I'm on, is Adam Glenn Parker. Glenn with one N. That's <laughs> my middle name. Uh, and then my Facebook is just Adam Parker. Uh, and I, I put shows and stuff up like that. I yeah. have no shows coming up, so I have nothing to promote. But you did do um, a weekend at the Funny Bone. How did that go? I did, and it was amazing. I got a lucky, lucky weekend. Mm -hmm. So I, had, I was there Wednesday through Sunday. I had four headliners. I had Greg Warren on mm -hmm. Wednesday. I had Dan Chopin on Thursday. I had Roy Wood Jr. on Friday and Saturday. And I had... Uh, Jimmy Dore on Sunday. Which are all great people. It was insane. So, yeah. And I, and I got to work with these cool features, Gabe Kia and Patrick Keene and yeah. Clark Andre. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, it was just, I, I got a phenomenal weekend and it was, it was an amazing experience. Which is the way to be. Yeah. Go support, especially if you're out and about and you're like, what the hell am I going to do this weekend? Go support, you know, live comedy. There's yeah, local there's shows so around the area. There's also like club shows that bring in headliners from all over the country as well yeah. as features. And we have local comics that MC and host the evening. And especially if you're like, I love hanging out with you guys over the podcast, go support. I'm doing a show this weekend over at Apotheosis Comics. It's with Tom Brown. Yeah. He produced, it's, it's the anniversary show. So oh, is it really? it's been going on for a year. So That's shout cool. out to Tom Brown. That is awesome. There's a Helium's got a show going on too, which is great. They've got the uh, open mic in the garage at 10 30, 10. At the, uh, yeah, ten thirty at Helium. Yeah, yeah, but there's just there's so much. There's guys. a lot of comedy going on. Can we address the power dynamic in here before we leave? Because I'm like four inches shorter than you in this chair. <laughs> Was this on purpose? Is this like not on at all? I actually gave you this chair 
to make it comfier for you because this one's just like your regular fold-out chair. And it's right like now, so I'm much just, taller than me right now. Oh my god, I'm not used to it. It's, I'm it's finally the host. I'm definitely taller now. This is great. The yeah. first time ever. You're looking you know? down on me. That's <laughs> right. Looking down. Talk show hosts do that, right? They lift, lift their chairs up and put the couches low, so probably taller than the people. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's a good Conan O'Brien move. You know, exactly. we were just talking about late night hosts last night in the meeting. And oh yeah, we were. Oh, to do no. good hosting. I'm sorry that I had my phone go off. That's my bad, guys. Oh my gosh. I uh, I turned I turned my sound on. But anyway, thank you so much again for listening. Please look up the Casually Molly podcast. We are located on Spotify, your Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. You can also, if you have your Apple Podcast app or iTunes, please feel free to leave us a review as to what you thought of the podcast and what you might want to listen to in the future. Remember that we have an episode coming out every Sunday on the dot with new entertainment in St. Louis, as well as now that we've got our phone app, we can interview people outside of the city, which is great. Ooh. But I appreciate our guest, Adam. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, this was thanks great. for having me. And you know what? Don't feel guilty about the pleasures you have. Go out, stay casual, and have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.